Hi everyone, I just wanted to come on here before we officially hop into this episode and give a little bit of an intro. Um, I have the pleasure of having my first guest ever today on the pod, My one of my best friends from undergrad, Jake Marble. Um, it's We had a really interesting conversation, so definitely stick around for that. Um, and I'm so, so grateful to have had him on and for everything to go well because I was worried about you know the audio and all of that um since we were recording from two different locations um but yeah it all went well and I look forward to having more guests on the pod in the future um so look forward to that and I really hope you enjoy this episode in terms of a music suggestion for this week because I didn't um mention that in the actual episode, I wanted to recommend Tinashe's new album. It's called like, it's like BB slash Angel, but the E is a three. Anyway, you'll see it. Just look it up. It's a vibe for sure. Um, one of the albums of the fall, honestly. So highly recommend that. But anyway, enjoy the episode. Thank you so much for supporting me so far. Give the pod a follow on Instagram and wherever you're listening to this podcast. And I'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the pod. I'm Natasha. As you know, I hope you're all doing well. Um, Today is really exciting because I have my first ever guest on my podcast. Um... And he's one of my best friends from undergrad. His name is Jake, Jake Marble. He's here. You can say hi. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll get into why I specifically wanted to have Jake on um, now. Um, but first, I'll have him introduce himself a little bit. And then we'll kind of get into like the meat of the conversation. So Jake, feel free to introduce yourself. Share as little as or as much as you want. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Cool. Uh, hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, so I'm Jake, like Nat said. Uh, I am from Milwaukee, Wisconsin originally. Uh, and that's actually where I am right now uh, because I recently, like two weeks ago, moved back from Minneapolis um, because I went to this went to school uh, at the University of Minnesota. So that's where Nat and I met, um, and I'm sure we'll get more into that. Um, but did my undergrad there, global studies major, uh, and now I am back in Milwaukee for just like three weeks before I ship off to the Peace Corps, which again we'll talk more about. But that's uh, that's kind of the big reason for me being on uh, is to talk a little bit about that. Oh, so exciting! Um, yeah, so. Jake and I met, I don't, what year was it? Probably 2018? Yeah, I was trying to think about that. I think yeah. it was, it would have been my sophomore year and your junior year. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 2018 fall, Jake and I met um, through student government, classic. Yep, shout um, out MSA. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so at the University of Minnesota, our, like, 
overarching student government is called the Minnesota Student Association. Um, and the structure isn't the most, it's kind of complex. So I'm not going to go into that because it's really not that important. But um, basically, I was in a position called ranking at large representative. Um, so I was on like the executive board for um, MSA and on like the forum board, which is like our general body meeting, I guess. Um, and so I oversaw all of the at-large representatives um, and Jake was one of those. Yes, I was. <laughs> so Nat was technically not my boss because like it wasn't a job, but. Well, for me, it was. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. it felt like a job kind of. Yeah. yeah. A lot of work and there was. <laughs> like way too much drama in it but uh <laughs> like plenty of uh, other stories that we yeah. can't do today <laughs> yeah yeah um for sure I think yeah I think if you've been in anyone listening if you've been in like university student government you get it I feel like a lot of the experiences are probably like universal from what I've seen or heard but yeah um, we basically like represented the student body at large. So, um, it was interesting. I don't even remember yeah. like, yeah. That's I a good remember. way to put it. It was interesting. You know, yeah, we, yeah. we had some good experiences. We, <laughs> we did some good things, but yeah. I mean, ultimately yeah. for the two of us, like we just became close through that. And mm -hmm. like, I still remember like our first like ALR meetings and stuff and yeah did like so, one-on-ones and I don't oh know I just feel like like we just had a lot of good conversations and I yeah it just sparked the friendship yeah I I'm trying to remember like the first time that like you and I like talked like in person like was it I know that I had like an ALR meeting like before the school year started or something yeah honestly I don't remember for sure <laughs> probably yeah. it was probably that but then yeah. I think the first time we like actually got to know each other was like through those one-on-ones and yeah it's like hanging out and partying mm -hmm. and stuff <laughs> you know undergrad things yeah. yeah so basically if you don't know like what a one-on-one -on -one is um it's like very common in like the organizing political like advocacy space um, and it is literally what it sounds like. So you meet with someone one-on-one, -on -one, kind of get to know them like as a person, um, or at least that's what I try to do is like get to know them as people and like what their interests and lives and like things that they're experiencing, like what all of that is like outside of the role, because that obviously shapes like how they're going to approach the role. Um, that they're in and so you'll see this a lot with like if you've ever worked on like a political campaign or anything a lot of times um, people working on the campaign or like the elect or like the candidate themselves will have one-on-ones with people uh, because that's the best way to like build relationships but yeah so Jake and I we had those they were always great um, <laughs> and, always. yeah and I think I mean, so the main thing, which we kind of reminisced on this earlier this summer when Jake visited Boston, um, 
one thing that like sticks out in my mind uh that would like really like kind of built our friendship was the email that you sent to me um which we found and it was like really long both Jake and I really enjoy writing so um yeah, he has a blog <laughs> as well I'll be linking it obviously but um yeah so basically Jake had like read my blog and had emailed me because we didn't have each other's well we probably yeah we didn't have each other's numbers or anything like at that point I don't know but I, I honestly don't remember yeah. <laughs> I just remember it was like a very long-winded email because yeah. for whatever reason back then I just love to be like as long-winded as possible yeah so. <laughs> yeah, yeah I I feel that and relate to that very much but um sometimes yeah I, yeah we're not perfect we're not perfect <laughs> <laughs> no for sure yeah so um basically he just said like what I had written about like resonated with him and like his personal like experiences and that really touched me so we just started like talking more from that point onward just about like life and stuff um and so in that sense too like that's why I feel like at least for me like that's why I feel like our friendship is so strong because it went beyond like obviously like we were in student government together but also I don't know like we we talked about like everything else too like we talked like we I mean even to this day obviously but like we talked about like relationships and like you know everything in that realm and like dating and stuff and then like obviously like what we want to do with like our lives and like I don't know our friends and our families and like all of that um so yeah it just it just we just kind of like hit it off and we're very like similar people um yeah yeah Yeah, personality wise definitely (laughs) I mean yeah I think like you said both of us I think we just like to go deep with things like we're just Mm -hmm. I don't know like deep thinkers and feelers and you know sometimes that's to our own detriment (laughs) yeah yeah we're thinking things but um, yeah yeah, I think it's pretty natural or it always felt really natural and still does to just like Mm -hmm. not talk about only like surface level stuff Mm -hmm. and I mean to me like that's kind of what I look for in a lot of my friendships is Mm -hmm. you know something that goes beyond the surface yeah I mean I think that's also what if you want your friendship to like last beyond like that wherever you met so like last beyond like being in Minneapolis for us it has to be deeper than that and like it's not like like Jake and I like don't it's not like we talk every, it's not like we text every day, you know, but I feel like we just kind of know when to like check in with each other, I guess. Um, and yeah, that's just like how it always has been. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a ride for sure. I feel like we've seen each other through a lot of chapters, like even within like literally five, like basically exactly five years at this point um that's wild (laughs) I know I know that's like it feels like so much longer and so much shorter at the same time but yeah I it's definitely (laughs) yeah I it's I don't know we've seen each other through (laughs) quite a lot of things um and now 
where moves are about to be made <laughs> on a, quite a large scale because Jake is going to be moving countries um, and going to be there for two years. So if you want to talk a little bit about where you're going and how that all happened, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like I mentioned before, I'll be joining the Peace Corps. Um, so it's been kind of a dream of mine for a while. Um, I wouldn't say it's like been my, you know, only goal or like ultimate goal after college, but um, I will be going to Senegal. Uh, so that's West Africa, if for people who may not know. Um, and the reason, well, there's kind of a lot of reasons I was interested in Peace Corps. Um, and I think probably the first time I ever heard of Peace Corps was in high school, I think, because um, I was really fortunate to have like a really cool high school and some really good teachers, both like um, sort of culture and geography teachers, but also language. Um, so I think for me, the, the language component, uh, because I've studied French for I don't even know how many years now it's been since middle school um not I guess not every single year since middle school because I I'm a little rusty right now on it but um <laughs> but anyways I I had some really cool French teachers in high school who they just always encouraged us to sort of look beyond the classroom like what are opportunities to actually take these skills that you've built and like do something with it mm -hmm. uh, because I think that can kind of get lost sometimes, especially like in our educational system today. I think we we don't prioritize that sort of intercultural learning enough. Mm -hmm. um, so long story short, <laughs> I got to college and decided that I uh, wanted to do global studies as my major, which again, for non U of M people who don't know much about that, um, I feel like I've gotten a lot of questions over the years, like, you know, what the heck is global studies? <laughs> um, but I guess the best way I would describe it is it kind of just blends a lot of the humanities all together. Um, mm. So it kind of takes, you know, elements of political science and anthropology, geography, language. Um, so it's kind of like a little bit of a lot of things, um, which for me, it was kind of perfect um, because I think, especially in college, I sort of realized that I'm more of a generalist when it comes to like education and work. Like I just, I probably have too many interests and passions, honestly, yeah. Uh, which yeah, Nat, you might be able to relate <laughs> a little bit to that too. Um, but I feel like I, yeah, I've like dipped my toes into a lot of different just realms, like both, you know, organizations and clubs in college, but also like, you know, jobs after college, which I could also mention a little bit later. Um, but I, I really loved that experience at the U of M and um, probably the best part of it was I got to study abroad in Senegal. Um, mm -hmm. So that was really the ultimate inspiration for wanting to go back. Um, through something like Peace Corps, uh, because I happened to be abroad in spring of 2020, 
which, uh, you know, drum roll, COVID happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was, yeah, in Senegal when, you know, the world stopped. <laughs> um, and that's its own crazy story. Like, I was probably two days from being stuck in Senegal for like, I don't know how many months. Mm -hmm. um, so it was, I mean, I, I loved my experience there, but it was very much like unfinished. Yeah, <laughs> um, definitely. So just because I, I never really got to have the closure that mm -hmm. I wanted and sort of needed, that was definitely a reason to apply for Peace Corps. Um, but also, I mean, just the mission of Peace Corps really attracts me and that's something we can talk more about too but um yeah I guess that's that's kind of the the overall primer yeah. about to go um literally in one week so I think a day after this podcast will be released I will mm -hmm. be first headed to DC uh for a couple days we do like orientation and stuff uh and then our whole group uh which I don't know the exact numbers, but I think there's going to be like 25 or 30 uh, that are all in, it's called a cohort. Mm -hmm. um, so we will all be living and training together for uh, the first three months. Mm -hmm. uh, so the way, the way Peace Corps service kind of works is yeah. um, you aren't officially a volunteer until you're like sworn in. Like it's all... <laughs> very official, almost like too official in my opinion. Um, but I know, you know, there's a lot that they have to yeah. train us on. And mm -hmm. um, those first three months are when we really kind of get everything we need to know in terms of, you know, language and cultural training. Uh, we get some technical training for what our positions are. Um, and I'm going to be an urban agriculture volunteer um, so that's very much in line with what I'm interested in as well. Um, cause I, I've always been very passionate about environmental issues and also very passionate about the outdoors. Um, so really for, you know, the past five, six years, ever since I started college, I've always known that that's sort of my, I don't know if life goal is the right word, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's what I want to dedicate myself to is, you know, helping people and the planet. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of the overall of, of what I'm doing. Yeah, that is a great synopsis. Um, and it touches on a lot of things that I want to ask you, actually. Um, so firstly, just talking about like generally like your the goals that you've had in your life in general, like you said, you know, a goal that you've had for a while is like wanting to be in the Peace Corps or, you know, but obviously like that hasn't, that's not like your only goal. So like in, let's say we were in a different world and like, let's say you didn't have the opportunity to do the Peace Corps, like would that have really, how do you think that would have impacted you and how do you think like, what do you think you would have done if that, if it didn't happen? It's mm, a really good question. Um, I mean, like I said, I, I don't think that Peace Corps is like the only opportunity that would have been right for me at this point in my life. Um, because it is, 
it's a very big step to take. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's two years, really, well, 27 months when you include the training. Yeah. Uh, so it's a significant chunk of time that you're dedicating um, to, you know, a different country and a different culture and language and, and all of that stuff. So I think if, you know, Peace Corps didn't exist in that, in that world, um, I think I would still probably seek out some sort of international or like mm -hmm. intercultural exchange. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like whether that be, you know, working abroad or volunteering abroad. I just think so many of my most powerful and just like favorite experiences I've had have been from traveling and, mm -hmm. and experiencing other people in other places. And mm -hmm. um, I, I just know that that's something I'll always sort of cherish in my life. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I know you've talked about this in some of your podcasts, like yeah. travel is a privilege. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, even doing something like Peace Corps is a privilege, uh, because you are, you know, giving up well, not giving up, but because you're gaining a lot of things too. Um, mm -hmm. But you're dedicating a large chunk of time. And obviously, nobody who does Peace Corps is, you know, in it for the money or for any other like sort of superficial reason. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something, you know, if I, if I were to not do Peace Corps in like the, in the hypothetical scenario, um, that's something I would have to think about is like, what, what would kind of be an equivalent of like, um, something that, you know, has meaning to me, um, but also has like an impact in the yeah, world. Definitely. I, I mean, yeah, just reiterating the traveling point. We're also, I mean, very similar that way. Like traveling is like very important to me as well, I feel like there's so much that you can gain from doing that. And also just, I don't know, you learn so much more about yourself, like as well. Um, and yeah, it's like a huge, huge value. But of course, you know, like with it being a privilege and stuff too, I think it's also important to like take advantage of, of it when you have it in front of you, just because I mean, there's only so much that you can like learn in textbooks and stuff too. Um, and like, there are some places where I've gone um, like in the world where it's like here, like in the US, especially things are taught from like such a westernized viewpoint. Um, and you actually, and then when you go there and like see things for yourself, you're like, oh, it's very different from the way that it's presented. Um, so yeah, I, and I, like, I definitely sorry I was just gonna say yeah, I definitely yeah. saw that like mm -hmm. going to Senegal the first time mm -hmm. it's it's just so powerful actually getting to like live in a place and like learn from like directly from people mm -hmm. uh, because like a lot of my teachers when I was in Senegal were either Senegalese themselves or they were from different African countries mm -hmm. um, so just like hearing the different perspectives, both like in the educational sense, but also just like life perspectives. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's it's just so powerful. And, you know, like it's it's a cliche saying it's life changing, but like mm -hmm. 
it really was life-changing for me getting to study abroad and see that for sure so since you were since you did study abroad there um which feels so long ago now as well. yeah, I don't you're telling me. <laughs> yeah like I had the opportunity like when Jake was abroad we did um FaceTime when he was there um and like I don't know it's just such a different time because like yeah pandemic like I was in Minneapolis and everyone was inside and I don't know like it was just such yeah it was just so different but because that time was unfortunately cut short what do you what are things that you hope to do during that time that you want to do like this time or things that you want to experience this time around since you'll be there for two years and I mean of course like I'm sure there are you're going there for like a different purpose and like there might be constraints and stuff like that but are there like specific I don't know even whether it's like on like a literal level like specific places that you want to see or things that you want to do like activities wise or are there things that you know on a more figurative sense that you're hoping to to get out of being there that you didn't get last time mm. yeah I mean I've I've definitely been thinking a lot about like mm -hmm what I'm hoping to get and also what I'm hoping to give. Um, but in terms of what I'm hoping to receive and, and just kind of do that's different. Um, I mean, I guess overall, I just know that this will be a very different experience versus studying abroad. And that's something I've been trying to like, kind of remind myself <laughs> that like, yeah. even though one of the inspirations for doing this was studying abroad in Senegal, um, I can't expect it to, you know, be some sort of like continuation of that, or I don't know, just like reflect that experience. Because mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest things they sort of tell you, or one of the biggest things I've sort of learned, I guess, from applying to Peace Corps is that you really shouldn't go in with too many expectations. Um, because, you know, in a yeah. lot of senses, like <laughs> in different parts of life, like if you go into things with like really set expectations of how things are going to go, like then you're going to, you know, have your heart broken or, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's going to be a much more difficult time. Um, so I guess it's almost good in some ways that I know some things are going to be very different with Peace Corps. Like, mm -hmm. One of the big things is that um, for study abroad, I was in Dakar, which is the capital. Mm -hmm. um, so that's it's a really cool city. And I I would hope to go back, <laughs> but Peace yeah. Corps actually um, does not, at least currently, they're not letting volunteers even go to Dakar mm -hmm. uh, because, well, I, I think there's kind of a number of reasons, but uh, one of them is that there has been some political kind of unrest lately um, because there's a big presidential election coming up in February. Um, so I will be there for that and that'll be interesting <laughs> and hopefully, you know, not, um, not too controversial mm -hmm. in terms of, of unrest and stuff like that. But um, yeah, for now, like I was saying, we're not even allowed to go visit Dakar unless it's for like a specific 
either work reason or if we had like a medical emergency and mm -hmm. needed to like get some special treatment. Um, so from that sense, it's already going to be so different because mm -hmm. I'm going to be, so well for training, I'll be in one place, uh, it's a city called Chess, um, which is about an hour outside of Dakar. And then I actually don't find out where I'll be placed uh, for my community placement uh, until I think halfway through training. Okay. Um, so for the the rest of the two years that I'm there, <clears throat> uh, I'll be placed in a community somewhere else in the country. I'm hoping for somewhere near the coast. <laughs> just yeah, that'd be amazing. You know, I, I love the ocean, but also from a more practical sense, it's a little mm -hmm. bit cooler by the ocean. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's something, well, we were, we were talking, yeah. we uh, hit record and that's uh, probably what I'm most stressed about right now is, you know, I, I'm a Midwest guy. I have <laughs> never like lived for an extended period anywhere else. Um, so I'm definitely a fan of cooler weather, I would say, um, but I will not have that for the next two years. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit nerve wracking. Um, but I mean, on the flip side, that is one thing I am looking forward to as well as just like, you know, challenging myself in so many ways, um, yeah. whether it's like with the living situation, the climate or, you know, the work that I'm doing, like I am by no means an agriculture expert at all. <laughs> so it's something I, I think I'll be passionate about and hopefully can, you know, make an impact in. Um, but yeah, it's just going to be, it'll be a very different experience. And, and I'm trying to, you know, make space for all of that as best as I can. Definitely. And I, what I was saying earlier to Jake was, um, which he also knows as well, um, is that like a lot of these things, like there's so much, I feel like there's so much kind of, you like you're just sitting here like wondering and like there's so much anxiety but like when you're actually there like that's when you're actually gonna it's gonna feel real and you'll get like into the rhythm of things I guess and like see how things actually are gonna be because I mean even on the note of it being really hot there I before we were recording I asked Jake um whether he would like the place where he's staying would be like air conditioned um <laughs> He said that he doesn't know and it's likely that it wouldn't be, which is pretty rough. Again, like you said, being from the Midwest, which I also obviously can relate to, like, I hate heat. Um, and, you know, we went to school in Minnesota where, like, a lot of times, like, I don't know, like our walk to classes, um, like if you're walking down, like, the main kind of road there is very like people call it was like very like wind tunnel like um and Washington, it, wait, Washington Avenue yeah and like yeah, that's true <laughs> it's like it's not it's not it was during the winter like it's definitely like very cold and I mean even here like in Boston it's a lot more it's a lot warmer here like I find the weather kind of underwhelming to be honest um 
which people say, you know, it used to be a bit worse, at least like not as cold as Minnesota, but here we are in a world of climate change and global warming and everything. Um, yeah. yeah. So that'll definitely be a very interesting challenge. And like, honestly, I feel like, I feel like when you come back and you're in like a colder place, like you're probably going to feel so cold. Like <laughs> it will like be like thinner or whatever. Yeah. I have thought about that. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I definitely will I think I'll both like appreciate and probably hate winter <laughs> more than before. Uh, True. Yeah. No, I mean on just like on the climate change note too though, like that is something I've been thinking about that it is gonna be just like more than like a case study. Like I'll be living it, <laughs> but like it is or it will be just such a I don't know, rude awakening probably in some ways um, because I actually learned this recently that Senegal is the third hottest country in the world on average, which is like crazy to me because I don't know, like I wouldn't automatically think of West Africa necessarily. Like I'd probably say like somewhere in the Sahara Desert or like Saudi Arabia or like, I don't know what, but yeah. um, for whatever reason, that climate zone like whatever winds and well I'm, I'm not an expert on that kind of stuff so <laughs> I won't try to speculate but um yeah they're just in an area that just kind of bakes yeah. uh, so it'll be just very humbling I think to experience that kind of heat and I mean hopefully I'll just be able to empathize a lot more with people all around the world who are facing just really, really hot conditions and ones that are kind of getting worse mm. like every year, which is scary. Uh, oh my gosh. That, I definitely, I did not know that either. Um, and now, yeah, even more props to you for <laughs> living in the hot, third hottest country in the world for the next two years. Um, that'll be very interesting. And Jake knows this, but I do plan on visiting and I am not looking forward to the heat. Um, now that you say all of that, but I'm still gonna visit, like, I still, yeah, not still you, yeah. Like, yeah. I've already scared myself enough, so uh, I guess I just need to like pass some of that off onto other people. <laughs> Fair, I think, I mean, what's nice too is like. The fact that you are going with others because I think if they were to just send people like by themselves like just off into some place and you have to be there for two years like it's very daunting and I mean like even I don't know like I this is by no this is like not even a comparison at all but even like attempting to move to London by myself with and in that sense too like I didn't have a plan like being there or anything but like literally by myself physically emotionally whatever is not easy so it's kind of nice when you're going somewhere you know like you're going to like a place that's definitely a lot you know like the 
living there is not equivalent to like living in London obviously and like 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 in terms of the quality I guess overall um and the language like just everything you know like having other people be really nice um and I think these types of like experiences will like bring like I feel like you all will get like really close as well like I don't really see why you wouldn't just because you don't have any like that's those are your people I guess um but on okay so on the note of like let's say that you do need some sort of like medical care is there like would you have to go to Dakar for like if you like needed to go to the doctor would you have to go there or are there like people like Peace Corps people who will like be who are like I don't know like medics or whatever yeah I I don't think I would have to go to Dakar like if it was just something more minor um, hmm. I'm sure there are sort of like medical centers throughout the country yeah uh, I don't know a ton about that yet but like that is one of the first things I'm sure they'll cover is <laughs> like they've already told us like there's a there's a whole medical team and that's one thing I'm like really not that worried about is um like I do know the Peace Corps is going to have our backs yeah. um, because like for better or worse like we are sort of agents of the U.S. government like we, yeah. we work for the government as yeah. people volunteers even if it's not like directly a paid job yeah uh, so I mean that's that's sort of a whole nother topic is like which we we could get into as well but um that is one thing I I know they take care of their own people and you know um yeah I I'm not too I'm not too worried at this point about like <laughs> needing to be you know med evac'd or something but mm -hmm. uh, knock on wood I guess <laughs> no no for sure like you'll you'll be fine but like yeah just those like little things or whatever um so okay so can you talk a little bit about like what the basic requirements are to be a Peace Corps volunteer like obviously like you have to have like a college degree right like an undergraduate degree um not always but I think I think probably like 90 or 95 percent of volunteers do um okay. they, they either require like a four-year degree or it's like equivalent work experience okay so, like say like if you didn't go to college but like you became like a master gardener or something and like did that for like six years I think they would view that as like mm -hmm. enough for certain positions okay okay that's the thing so when you apply you kind of have two options you can either apply to a specific country and position so like okay. that's what I did with Senegal is like I knew I was dead set on Senegal and I wasn't as sure about which position I wanted at first, but like I said, I kind of settled on urban ag um, just because I felt like it would be something new, but also something I could like see being a passion and like 
kind of taking that forward after Peace Corps. Yeah. Uh, because that, obviously, like, that should be the goal. Like, you shouldn't be going into this without, like, any idea, I guess, of, like, what your passions are, or at least, in my opinion, you shouldn't. Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of how I, I settled on applying directly to Senegal. But there is also the option to, um, they call it serve where you're needed most. So okay. basically, you just, like, put in a general application, and I think you can do, like, kind of rank your preferences, but ultimately they just send you somewhere <laughs> and okay. it almost seems like it's just like throwing a dart at a map but <laughs> um that's exciting too yeah for sure um do you have to be like what are the requirements for like do you have to be like able-bodied to be a peace corps volunteer or like are there like if someone had like a physical disability or like they were like in a wheelchair or something would would they be able to do this or is that like not because I know you had to get like your medical clearance and stuff right but I don't know if like ability is evaluated as well yeah that's I think that's one of those gray areas where I think some people do kind of take issue with how Peace Corps sort of goes about that like just to be like complete transparency yeah. um, and like I definitely found out firsthand that the medical process or well, medical clearance it is, um, it is very thorough. <laughs> and I actually almost wasn't allowed to go to Senegal. Then um, this was just like two months ago. Like, yeah. I found out, like long story short is I found out in July from my nurse that um, because I had like very mild asthma as a kid, they kind of took a big issue with that and I guess that was a red flag um so my nurse sent me this message and like I'll never forget the <laughs> the day that I got that I like yeah. wanted to just like break down and cry um, yeah. I actually don't think I did cry that day because I was just like in shock but um basically it said like you know unfortunately Senegal is a country that has poor air quality and is not able to support somebody with asthma. Uh, so like, here's a list of countries you can go to. Um, so basically like back to your question, I think it is like very case dependent. Like there probably are countries that are more able to support like individuals with different ability levels. Yeah. But in general, Peace Corps, is definitely a more like able-bodied focused organization. Definitely. Um, in some ways I understand because they are putting us in like places and situations where, you know, we, it might be unstructured. It might be uh, unable to support a lot of different conditions. So uh, I get that they have to be very thorough but it is a stressful process uh, at times. Yeah. No, that's really hard. I remember when you were, because, like, you were really stressed about that, like, when you came to Boston. Um, It was, like, around that time. And I was just, like, I knew that everything would work out. But <laughs> I well, feel I knew. <laughs> it's just, yeah. 
it's it's just like a lot like in the moment when there's so many moving parts like it's like that's that one detail when it's like you're already trying to figure out like you're already moving countries you know like it's I don't know it's just there but it's never I feel like these types of processes are never completely smooth there's always going to be something that's going to arise um but yeah I guess I don't know it's it's that's really interesting and I mean obviously like because of the nature of the job and like the places where you all go and stuff like I could see why people like you have to be like able-bodied and like healthy and stuff like that um but yeah I think something that I'm just trying to do more like in my life generally is when I'm thinking about any of these opportunities or any of these situations it's like I feel like like the disabled community is like often like left out of like the conversation and so it just like crossed my mind when talking about this like oh like I guess this is like another thing that people wouldn't be able to do if they had some type of like phys especially like physical disability but yeah it's and I definitely thought about it too because well for the past few years really with my job because uh, I've I've worked at Wilderness Inquiry which is a nonprofit in St. Paul I guess it's been on and off the past few years because it's it's a seasonal job but yeah. through that I've been able to work with so many different populations and like so many people with different ability levels because that mm -hmm. is sort of the mission and like focus of the organization is like making the outdoors accessible to everybody yeah it's definitely like I'm not I don't want to call it like a red flag with like Peace Corps but it was something I kind of had to go in knowing that it is a much more selective experience and like it does make me feel so grateful and like fortunate that I am able to do it yeah but it, yeah it's just been eye-opening and kind of going yeah definitely and so I think you know since we're there let's get into let's get into the nitty-gritty I guess um so I and I okay so I am very excited for you and I think this is like an amazing opportunity of course I have heard over the years kind of the hesitancy around the Peace Corps as well which you've kind of like alluded or to a lot of those those kinds of issues just like with the idea of you know like saviorism because like it's you're being placed like in a lot of countries that you know don't have the resources that the U.S. has for example and um and like a lot of like white saviorism as well. Um, and I was just looking to like at the, at kind of like the demographics of like Peace Corps volunteers. It says that like, um, I, I like literally just Googled it and the, and what I saw was that like about 60% of Peace Corps volunteers are white. Um, and so, you know, then it kind of breaks down like in the other 40%. Um, and at least by, and I think it was like by ethnicity, like, coming from like I don't know like a country where like the people are white there at least or like 
you know, like you're right. But um, what are your thoughts on that? Like just generally, and how do you plan on kind of like combating, not necessarily that narrative, but combating like, you know, being perceived like in this space, like as kind of like a savior or like having that complex, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is the nitty gritty. because I mean, it's something that I think, like you said, Peace Corps is sort of, I don't want to say like infamous for, but like historically, yeah, like it has been a majority white organization. Mm-hmm. And um, it was sort of, you know, born in this era, because I, I think it was like 1965 or something that uh, it was first launched. So like, things were not great in that era, <laughs> as we know, like we were still in the US, like in the middle of the civil rights movement. And like, just the whole idea of it is sort of contentious. Um, and that's something like, even when I was studying abroad in Senegal, like we talked a lot about not just Peace Corps and not, I don't know if we even talked specifically about Peace Corps ever, but we just talked a lot about international development kind of as a whole. Um, and we, I just kind of had it like almost drilled into me, especially by like one of our professors there. Um, like she was, she was amazing and like <laughs> so smart. Um, she was actually kind of scary to all of us because she was like so on it. Uh, and she just like really challenged us to um, mm-hmm. like really think about our privileges and even with just studying abroad, like what are we hoping to do there? Like what are we hoping to get from this? And yeah, how do we kind of go against the savior narrative that I think a lot of international development was kind of born in? Yeah. And again, like it's, like everything there's like nuance to it <laughs> and like it it has to be like a a case by case basis but um i think it's helpful for me at least knowing that i do have this background of like studying international development and like learning about it from well in that case it was like specifically an african lens mm-hmm. um, and i guess just one of the biggest takeaways I've gotten is that you really just have to sort of give yourself up and just like be very vulnerable if you are going into a community like in the the Peace Corps does like you you are not there to you know prescribe things on communities and you're not there to like tell people how to live obviously Um, but I mean if we think about like the history of that sort of thing, like whether it's, you know, missionaries trying to tell people how to live or like Mm -hmm. just, you know, aid and development saying like, you know, you need to have this sort of economic system or like so on and so forth. Um, Because, you know, in Senegal, that sort of like neo-colonialism, like it is still alive. Uh, and I mean, it, 
yeah, Senegal was a former French colony. That's mm -hmm. why French is spoken there in the first place. <laughs> um, and you can even see like, like the currency is still, it's like a legacy of colonialism. Like it's the, the French Seifa currency. Mm. And just like a lot of like the architecture even and the infrastructure, like it all was sort of like from these periods. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like it's, it's kind of overwhelming sometimes like thinking about all of it and um, yeah, just trying to figure out like what, what mindset I need to have like going into this. But like I said, I, I just think like really trying as hard as you can to like learn people's languages and like hear what they actually want and need and just like sort of like giving them I, almost like the gift just like of our time. Like yeah. that's, that's like one of the biggest things I've learned about Peace Corps is like, as volunteers, we just have the freedom to really do whatever is needed most, like for these places, uh, uh, because we don't have to work. Like we are, we're volunteers, and we're getting, you know, our living expenses covered. So um, we're really able to just like find out what these communities want and like try to meet them halfway, I guess. For sure. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good, yeah, definitely, thanks for sharing that, first of all, and I feel like, I feel like that's, I feel like with you personally, what, that's what sets you up well, like, I, obviously, I know who you are, and just, like, generally, I feel like what people can gather from even listening to this is, like, you do have a lot of background in, like, thinking critically about all of this, and, like, even Senegal itself, like, you've been there before, like, you know, kind of like historically you know what's happened there like what the impacts are and I feel like that's what is just generally like what's frustrating for me like is thinking about how the U.S. for example or just like a lot of western countries or just more like developed countries whatever um like they I feel like as a whole, like these countries like take on that, like the identity of like being saviors for like countries like in the global South or whatever it is. And like, and it's like, but y'all are the ones who like made these countries the way they are in the first place or made these countries suffer. So it's like, like, obviously in this case, it was like, they were a French colony, but it's still like this, like it's colonization. So it's, I don't know. It's just like, so interesting to see kind of like almost so many like industries like arise because of that or yeah but I think I think that a lot of people probably feel the same way you do and like are in like your position of just like wanting to provide like whatever is needed and do you feel like will you have like a lot of like autonomy in that sense or like I guess, I mean, I guess you don't really know, like, what your day-to-day -day is going to look like, but um, if, let's say, like, you, you, I'm hoping that you do get to spend a lot of time, like, interacting with, like, people who actually live there and, like, locals and stuff like that, and would, 
if they tell you like what they need like are there like do you kind of get to craft like what you'll be doing or are is there like programming like already in place as far as I know it's kind of both um, okay. like especially in a country like Senegal like that's Peace Corps has been around I think since like almost the beginning like in 1965 or whatever so like it is well established and like there are I know a lot of like relationships that have already been made and like there's probably like projects kind of ongoing um but I think we do get a fair amount of autonomy in terms of like like I know that one of the first things we do is like a site assessment like once we get to our community and I don't know what exactly that entails but I think it is just like meeting our community members and like sort of figuring out project ideas um and then yeah like again the day-to-day -day, I've heard it can almost be like kind of daunting to fill your time sometimes because there isn't like a ton of structure in most cases like you are kind of making your own schedule in a lot of ways yeah um so like that is a little bit nerve-wracking because like not that I'm someone who always needs a schedule, but, yeah. you know, I've, I've just been so used to that, I guess. And I think that's just like a cultural difference too, that, you know, I are already learned that just from studying abroad in Senegal. Like there's just very different ideas when it comes to like time <laughs> and like, like how in the U.S. we just are constantly productive or like we feel like we have to be productive. Um, and that's something yeah like the two of us have talked about before yeah and that's you know not as much the case in Senegal like yeah for sure or and that's natural but um it's something I'll have to like adjust to again for sure yeah I mean in some ways it's it'll be nice I feel like oh like I don't know I think that we have definitely talked about it before and like it it kind of reminds me of just I mean a lot of countries like as you go more east and like when I'm in India like obviously like time is viewed in such a different way and I think in some ways almost valued more like than it is here because it's like your time isn't meaningful in the U.S. if you're not producing something for like someone basically versus in other places it's like there's time allotted to like community and stuff like that um and I feel like it'll be nice to kind of be immersed in that culture for a couple years and I feel like the more people also who who experience that like the better like the world like I don't know like if you bring that like mindset back here and like everyone who's in the Peace Corps like brings that mindset back to like the U.S. then like maybe we could see something a little bit better <laughs> happen here um as well but yeah I that'll be I think it'll be really I'm just very interested to see like in what ways like your your views are like not so your views but like your mindset or just like how you change like as a person and how you operate um like pre and post 
this experience like that's gonna be so (laughs) yeah that's that's something I've been pondering a lot too is like yeah what what is how am I gonna be after this and not that I'm like going in expecting it to like change my life or whatever but like I think in some ways if you spend a couple years like living in a different culture like you are going to come back different Mm -hmm. definitely I know that there's going to be like just so much to process every Mm -hmm. day almost um like if I know that just the study abroad experience like I was processing so much and you know I tried to like translate that into writing and and like blog posts and stuff um so I definitely am planning to do that again uh, as much as I can and yeah. see how that uh, will look exactly. And like, I don't even know if like the the site I'm placed at will necessarily have Wi-Fi or like electricity. Like there's so many unknowns and it's kind of terrifying, but. <laughs> For sure. sure. So- yeah. But also like if it was so... Jake already knows this, but I was telling, um, you know, one of our friends that Jake was going to the Peace Corps, moving to Senegal, all of that. And he was like, that's the most like Jake Marble thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and I feel like, I don't know, just like as a reminder, like, if, I feel like if anyone can do it, it's you just because like, that's just like, your nature is just like that. Like, I... I'm not even when even when you told me that like you got accepted to the Peace Corps and everything like obviously like I again was like I was like oh my gosh like congrats like that's so exciting and stuff but I wasn't surprised you know um and I I think that like we were saying too just now about you know this idea of like saviorism and you know, like, white people, like, going into these countries and trying to, like, change things or, like, like you said, like, prescribe certain, like, ideals and stuff. I feel like you're someone who, like, your heart is, like, in the right place. Like, your intentions are very pure, you know? And, like, I I would hope that at this point... And hopefully you see that with like the people in your your cohort as well, like that they kind of have those intentions as well. Um, because I definitely think like your impact can be like shifted based on that. Um, and I mean, I know that you are very open to this and I just feel like something to remember is just like, you know, there are going to be moments where like we all have opinions and we all have like, we all like make judgments about things, but I feel like, and you're probably going to have those moments, but like in those moments, just like check yourself and be like, I didn't, you know, grow up here. Like my identities, like don't align with like a lot of the ones here. Like, this is how they, this is like what they've always known basically. Um, Cause I don't know if you ever talked about this, like in any of your classes in undergrad, but I, took like this sociology class for my public health minor and um we were talking about like like um 
AIDS and just like generally like sexual health like in like sub-Saharan Africa and people were sharing different things and being like well they should do this they should do this and then like um someone and it was also kind of based on like how people in these countries like viewed like their like relationships with each other and you know some someone in my class just brought up the fact that like again like it's this is how they see things culturally like yeah like we want to help them in terms of their health like obviously like you don't want people to have like AIDS or whatever you know but but also like how do we approach this that still maintains like like they that still maintains like how they want to I don't know pursue like their relationships or their just like generally like how they want to live you know or how they like view like community in that sense yeah no I mean that's that's like a great way to put it because <laughs> like I know even like in Senegal there are things I'm sure I won't necessarily agree with and I mean there are there are things I kind of know already from from living there before that you know there's very different ideas when it comes to like gender and sexuality in Senegal like it's it's definitely a very like patriarchal society and um that's something they've already kind of warned us a little bit with Peace Corps is like you know a lot of us in the U.S. have certain ideas about like what gender equality looks like and it might be very different from what it looks like in Senegal um and it might be our nature to kind of come in and be like yeah this just doesn't seem right like yeah why are the men just like sitting around drinking tea when the women are doing all of the cooking like every day um not that that's like what happens all the time but like that is sort of just a cultural value um so yeah I mean there's probably more examples too but that's just one of like yeah no for sure and I mean one thing that I so um like I feel like I I probably mentioned this on the pod before and like I know that you know this but um before I went to grad school I worked as like the diversity and inclusion specialist for a nonprofit, and we would often we would have like culturally specific trainings um for people like like based on different cultures and like um like people from like different parts of the world would come and like speak about you know um how things are in like their countries and stuff like that um and I feel like a lot of people in the U.S. and I'm sure it depends on like whatever country you're from like we all have like our different ideals or whatever a lot of people like this was specifically like majority white people in a town in Minnesota getting this training right and so they're like oh my gosh like I can't believe that things are the way that they are in like that country and stuff and I get like that I get that kind of almost shock but at the same time like gender norms for example may look bit like a different way like in a place like Senegal or like India or whatever else but that doesn't mean that it's any better here or like any more like progressive like there's still a ton of like there's so much obviously like 
sexism and like so much like just gender-based violence like in the U.S. as well um it just looks different um so totally yeah I just try to like think about that and like remind people of that because it's like we're not like this country isn't like I don't know it's not like we're not like necessarily the best like role models you know for like a lot of things but yeah I I think it's good though to be like to be challenged like that and also it's gonna push you to like be creative in terms of so like the solutions or the way that you help people there because they're gonna be like well I don't want this or like when it comes to even I mean we talk about this a lot in like public health but just when it comes to different like treatments and stuff they might not be like receptive to that because that's just not like a practice that they have so it's like how do you ensure that these people are getting like the best health care that they can possibly get while also like abiding by their traditions and like their culture and stuff like that which is it's challenging but yeah extremely I mean it's it's just complicated like <laughs> humans are just complicated and um I think that's something like I mean everybody should kind of approach things that way I think is just like seeking to understand where people are at but I mean definitely with Peace Corps we're gonna have to do that like all the time um but yeah I mean I appreciate what you said earlier about like I I, I try to make that part of my nature but um I know there's gonna be challenging times and times when I'm just like exhausted and don't yeah. want to just like hear people out or whatever <laughs> um you like days off and stuff or like do you have like time like time off I guess or how does it work I guess in that sense like I'm I'm assuming that you don't you're not required to like show up at I don't know like 6 a.m every day and like do whatever like you know what I mean yeah yeah I mean we do so we do get time off but yeah like I said just the nature of time is going to be very different and like how work is structured and stuff so yeah as far as I understand like certain like seasons are going to be busier than others like especially working in agriculture like there's like growing seasons and harvesting seasons when we're going to be a lot busier and like maybe won't have as much time off but mm -hmm. I think in general we still get like most weekends and uh we also do get vacation time okay so we like we accrue like two days of vacation a month uh, okay works out to like almost 50 days over the two years which I mean that's not bad it's like seven weeks of vacation uh and, and I think as far as I know like we have to let Peace Corps know like what we're doing and where we're going just like for safety reasons um but I think in general they're pretty okay with us like you know going back to the states for a week or like going up to Europe or like whatever traveling around Africa yeah so I've been brainstorming but I still don't know exactly like where I want to go and, and what I want to do okay well I don't know if I told you this actually but I feel like I did 
okay I really 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 like this has been on my list for like years and years and years and years and I've definitely talked about it like on my blog and like definitely in podcasts whatever I really want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro so I was thinking whenever I visit you we should go to Tanzania and do that and like that can be part of your like I mean, obviously, like, you should use, like, your, your vacation days how you want. But I want to, like, I feel like it would be nice to, like, cover both of those things. Because it's, like, if I'm going to Africa anyway, like, why don't I also do this? And, like, I obviously don't know, like, geographically, like, how close they are or whatever. But we'll be in the same, we'll be in, like, in the continent. So, yeah, like, continent. yeah. so, I don't know. I I think that would be really fun and it would be really fun to have you there as well yeah so, that'd be awesome yeah because <laughs> I, I would love to go to Kilimanjaro I know that it is it is pretty far from Senegal because it's like East Africa versus West but yeah I mean yeah. we'll figure that yeah Actually, I mean cause sure. like, oh go ahead no you're good hey like it's like if you were planning on traveling somewhere anyway, like obviously if you're, if you're, if you wanted to go to like Europe or like whatever else, like it's going to be closer than that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I've got a, a whole list. I mean, the, the Olympics are going to be in Paris next year. So I was already like, Gosh. Oh, that would be so cool to like, I mean, there's a lot of flights from Dakar to Paris because again, like, yeah. You know, former <laughs> colony. Um, but it wouldn't be that hard to like go up to France for a little bit and like, yeah, I don't oh, know. TBD, follow, follow the blog for all the adventures. <laughs> oh, literally. Oh my gosh. That is so, oh, this is all just so exciting. Like I, I can't, like, I just can't like even, I mean, you can't even. So like, obviously like, yeah, but I, it's just. It's just going to be such an amazing experience. And I also wanted to ask too, like, how, um, like, how does your family, like, feel about you moving? And also on that note, I guess specifically with your parents, like, do you feel like the the things that, like, their careers or, like, the values that they've kind of instilled in you like throughout like growing up and stuff and like your upbringing like do you feel like that has influenced like you wanting to like do something like the Peace Corps and you know just I guess like yeah like how is your how does like family like influenced like your decision to go and then like how do they feel about that now yeah it's a great question um I mean I know like right now, my family's obviously like, like we're all emotional. Like I've been on just an emotional roller coaster basically since I got accepted into Peace Corps in like January, but especially like the last month when it's gotten, you know, very real. Mm -hmm. um, so like, I know my parents and my brother, like they're going to miss me. Grandparents are going to miss me. Like, like the whole family will obviously. And I know there's going to be times I'm like so homesick, but oh. um, I think mostly they're just excited and 
you know, just proud that I'm like taking this big leap. Um, because yeah, I mean, I think it is something that has been instilled, not like, not always directly, but just like, I don't know the way my family is like, we haven't done much international travel together, but, um, like we've done a lot of stuff around the U S so like, I feel like I definitely got some of my love of travel from my parents and, um, I think they've just always encouraged like my brother and I to just always try new things and just be like open to new experiences. And, um, well, both of them are journalists, so <laughs> they're like by nature, like curious and, you know, yeah. always asking good questions. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's something they probably would have been interested in or maybe would have done like, if um you know the the right situation arose in their in their lives to do peace corps mm -hmm. uh, but yeah um yeah they're just they're just happy and excited <laughs> mostly yeah. yeah for sure for sure yeah i'm sure the emotions are running high um i don't even know like how my family would be like if i was just like yeah like i'm moving to Senegal for two years like it's just such a like I mean obviously they have there's like it's not like it's you, you you're telling them like the day before you go right but yeah it's just such well, a prepare for it and I mean they they're definitely planning to visit too um, mm. and I, I might come back to Milwaukee or or Minnesota at some point because um, my brother's up at the U of M now yeah my parents are here in Milwaukee but um yeah, we'll we'll see what happens on that front. I yeah, guess. definitely, definitely. Oh my gosh, I yeah, I'm so excited for you, and I just, I'm sure, like, I hope that. Well, when you come back, like the reason I wanted to do this now, I mean, I'm sure it makes sense to everyone. Like, Jake is leaving in a week, so we. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's 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 get this in. Um. But it, it it would be nice, like, obviously, like, when you come back, like, have you on again to, you know, reflect on everything and, you know, just even go back to, like, some of the stuff that we have discussed here and see, like, again, like, how your, your, your opinions have changed or just, like, what you learned. Um, like, I just... I don't know I it's like two years feels so long but also time goes so quickly like yeah like I feel like even from when you said that you got accepted like in January like I don't we're already here like I exactly <laughs> yeah like it's been a year since I applied which is like weird yeah so yeah like I I know it'll go faster than I expect and I know there are times it'll be like probably way slower and I'll be like, mm -hmm. what the heck am I doing here? But <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's all part of the adventure. And I, I mean, I just appreciate like you and like all of my friends and family and stuff, like just having so much support, like makes it so much easier um, sure. because again, like we were saying, if it was something you just like went out and did on your own and like you didn't have, 
you know, any support from like an organization behind you or like you didn't have like a cohort of people that are like going through it with you, it would be like impossible, but <laughs> uh, it'll be so much easier, like because of all of this. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, no, for sure. We are all here for you and I'm excited to see everything that happens. Yeah, it's just going to be, it's going to be a whirlwind for sure. But yeah, I, I think for now, I will not question you anymore about the Peace Corps because all of this more throughout, you know, time. But I also did ask you to come with something that filled you with joy or love from this past week. So go ahead and share that if you have something. Yes. Uh, so something that filled me with joy was this past weekend, uh, two of my good friends from the U of M came to Milwaukee to visit. Uh, so oh. my two friends, Leah and Quincy, um, and I've known them since study abroad because we were all in Senegal together. Um, cool. um, yeah, we just have like, it's just kind of like a special friendship. And like, I think we kind of even talked about earlier, like when you have very kind of intense experiences, like being abroad with people, I just feel like you get bonded like very well. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun and it was, it was special having them, you know, come here two weeks before I leave. And um, yeah, we just like did a bunch of stuff around Milwaukee and kind of got to show them around and um, yeah, definitely, definitely joyful. Oh yeah, no, that's so fun. And it's, it's cool that you got to see them like right before you're like moving there again, you know? Um, yeah, that's really exciting. I'm trying to think about what mine would be. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. You've gotta, you gotta share yours. <laughs> because it's so hard. Because like, I feel like I just, I just talked about this in the podcast episode that went up yesterday. But I feel like I just recorded that one and talked about like what filled me with like joy and love. So I don't know like what is new in that sense. But I mean, honestly, one thing I will say is on the note of like weather and heat and stuff I'm just glad that we like went through a heat wave in Boston like last week and I'm just like really over it like we're in fall like I want it to be cold and just crisp and so I am really excited because I think it's starting to like actually cool down now like I don't think like knock on wood we won't be going through like a heat wave again but who knows like in today's world um, but yeah, I am just excited for like the colder weather and like the fall. And I feel like that's been getting me really like excited, like over the past week. Um, although we are, um, a hurricane will be passing by, um, tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes, but. <laughs> Didn't know about that. <laughs> no, it's Dang. like, it's the one that's been, it's like been in. Um, like the South, like Hurricane Lee, I believe. And um, I know it's been really devastating in some parts, but it's coming like up the coast. And so it's going to be like, obviously like in like off the coast of mass, but we will feel like some of the effects here in Boston, like high, like wind speeds and 
um, rain and stuff. But I think it should be okay for sure, especially compared to like people who are actually like in the thick of like a hurricane. But just very different from being in the Midwest, because like in Minnesota, like we don't get hurricanes or earthquakes, and so it's just a weird experience. Um, yeah, West is the place to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, literally. Sort of um, but also not like climate wise it is kind of the place to be yeah no yeah for sure for sure but yeah I am so glad that we were able to do this and I feel like people are really gonna enjoy this episode and probably like learn more about the Peace Corps and just like generally like I feel like we talked about like a lot of different issues within that as well um but yeah, I am so glad that I'm so glad that you're my friend, first of all. Um, and I'm glad that I was able to have you on. And I am so excited for you to embark on this new journey. Wow, thank you. And and likewise, with all of that, it's, oh. uh, this is fun. And yeah, I hope people learn a little bit and um yeah, if, you, if people want, you can follow my blog, which I think Nat will. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait to get going. So yeah, sure. I got to do this though. This was, it was nice for me to be able to like vocalize some stuff that yeah, is on my mind. Yeah, for sure. All right. I will stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>